0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Happy Monday. Welcome to another edition of Tune In Tomorrow. I'm your host, Richard Sims, the executive editor of Soap's In Depth. Um, If you're trying to get into the chat room, there's a problem at the moment with the chat room. Apparently something needs to be updated. I'm trying to fix it as we speak, but uh, until then, I can't see you. You can't see me. It's like we're invisible, but still friends. Um, So much going on in the soap world. The last uh, since last we got together, the last week at the end of today's General Hospital, which was live, uh, which they also did live on Friday, they uh, we we kind of knew that uh, Jeffrey Priest would be leaving. I mean, they shot Carlos, and you know, even on General Hospital, where dead isn't really dead, he seemed pretty dead. Uh, but they also announced via their Periscope feed that. Sean Blakemore, who plays Sean Butler, Sean who plays Sean, is also done. Uh, Today was his last day. And this is one of those weird things that happens when you do something live. Um, The actors were doing today's show live, but they've already filmed or taped, you know, three to four weeks worth of episodes. So basically they're about a month ahead of us storyline wise in what they had to memorize and tape. And then they had to go back in time in order to do the live episode. So that must've been very confusing. So although they announced at the end of today's broadcast that Sean Blakemore will be leaving, he will not, he will actually be on the show for the next couple of weeks because like I said, it's, you know, it's, it's a weird way that things worked with live. Uh we also today had the very um the very big surprise in the Rick Maya storyline over on b and b which was that um Rick's head did not as predicted explode he basically uh he he was very emotional, but he accepted it, and he basically said what you know what many of us have said for a while, which was that what Maya told him did not change who she was, did not change who he had fallen in love with. Uh, It was sort of unexpected. It was sort of cool. Um, And of course, it was that great kind of soap moment where... Uh, even as Rick was unexpectedly accepting of this news, and you know the music swelled, we could hear in the background his phone sort of exploding the way your phone will when you 're getting a lot of messages, which was of course all of the different uh stories that Bill and Spencer publications were having printed so now the next phase of this story becomes what happens when they step out of when when Rick and Maya step out of this fairy tale that they're living in Big Bear and they go back to the real world where this scandal has erupted. And uh, I thought it was really cool the way they handled it over at Spencer Publications. It was so real, you know. Um, we think of Spencer Publications as being eye on fashion, but they, but, but Spencer Publications is a uh, multimedia empire with many magazines. Folks who've been watching the show for a long time will remember that the original Bill Spencer which is this Bill Spencer's father who's now dead uh he actually got involved there was a there was a great story many years ago in the early days of the bold and the beautiful where uh bill had where where there were naked pictures taken of Donna Logan when she was very young and uh they were going to be printed in one of the spencer trash magazines and uh, they actually turned the tables and had nude photos of bill spencer again not this bill spencer but bill's father bill spencer senior they had photos of bill spencer taken and uh, published in a, in a magazine called stud which was put out by spencer publications and i you know they never really said it was a gay magazine but it was named stud and i i guess you could assume it was sort of a playgirl type thing but it really felt like they were running it in a uh gay magazine but anyway so they had this great meeting on spencer publications today where he sat down and he basically said okay let's figure out how each of the publications is going to cover it and that struck, struck me as so real i mean when you look at um, you know, I work for Serbs In-Depth Magazine, which is owned by Bauer Publishing. And Bauer Publishing puts out life and style. They put out closer. They put out in touch. And and if you look, you know, you can see sort of the same thing happen there where there are three or four different magazines, and they're all put out by the same company, but they might all have a different spin on how they tell the same story, usually because it's, you know, what the 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 magazines like Life and Style and In Touch deal with the Kardashians. They find different ways to cover them. So I thought that was really cool, really, really interesting. Uh Days of Our Lives had a pretty good week. I thought the flashbacks between Stefano and Marlena were fun. Although let's face it, did anybody really think that uh Marlena was going to be thrown out that window? No, no more than anybody really believes that Kristen Demara is dead because yet yeah, you can't kill a Demera. We all know that. Uh the It also was a great week for uh, Billy Flynn as Chad. I have become such a big fan of his. When there have been a few actors on Daytime over the last six months or so, maybe the last year, who when they came on, I wasn't really all that interested in them. Um, Billy Flynn was one of them. I thought he was okay, but I didn't really feel it. He didn't feel like Chad to me. And, and it wasn't particularly that I had any... Um, you know, love of or devotion to Chad's previous portrayer. It just, it just, I don't know. It just didn't do anything for me. And then somewhere along the line, I became a huge fan of Billy Flynn. So I've really been enjoying what they're doing with that character. Uh, And of course, behind the scenes, we're hearing every day, we're hearing more and more um, from excited actors uh, about the scripts that they're doing now, which we won't see until October and November. Um, There's, and I'm looking forward to that, to seeing, you know, what has them so excited as actors. Uh, and what else is there? Young and the Restless. Um, you know, Young and the Restless had a big development. Oh, I promised to reveal. I forgot when I was promoting the show t- today. I promised to reveal my theory on who the killer is on the Young and the Restless. And I am about to do that. Let's look around make sure that there's not somebody lurking in my studio to try and kill me, to prevent me from saying this. Here we go. Uh so they they revealed today that um you know the the DNA on the envelope belonged to was a partial match to some guy named Marco who's a like south south american drug lord or something so it, it, and and we've heard for a while in various interviews with Chuck Pratt that eventually the storyline about Austin and Courtney's murder would tie into uh, the doppelganger story. And I couldn't figure out for the life of me how they were going to tie those two things in. But it now seems as if, and this is my theory, the way we're going to go here is perhaps Jack, uh, who we who we sort of know the fake Jack was already in Genoa City at this point. It seems that there were two Jacks in Genoa City for a certain amount of time. Uh, so I, my theory is that fake Jack uh Austin somehow stumbled upon the truth maybe in one of the interviews he was doing maybe he tried to interview Jack and said and Jack said something he shouldn't have uh and and so Jack killed Austin Courtney I'm betting that at some point along the way Courtney saw videotape of the two jacks maybe of one jack following the other you know something along those lines so it it seems as if our Jack Doppelganger or someone associated with him is responsible for the murders. Now we'll just have to see how it plays out. And I admit, you know, I haven't been a big fan of the Doppelganger story. I haven't been a big big fan of the, uh, the mountain murder story, but if you tie them together, you know, and you come up with some good twists along the way, it does make it a little more interesting. Uh, the big problem with the story is that they tried to tell, this story at the same time as they were telling us that this huge blizzard was going on. And so now we've got more and more characters who were supposedly traversing back and forth between Genoa City and the cabin on a night when we were told repeatedly the roads were too bad, and that's why the kids stayed at the cabin even after everything happened. So there is that um, kind of huge hole gaping in the storyline, but – For what it's worth, that's my theory. I'll be interested to see if you guys have something different. Uh, We're going to start taking calls because we have them backing up already. And I'm going to try and get to everybody tonight. I'll do my best in the next forty nine minutes. Our call number here, if you want to join the conversation, is three four seven nine eight nine zero six eight five. Again, that's three four seven nine eight nine zero six eight five. Don't forget that tonight on TV WISE there is the season finale of Two Broke Girls, which is a trashy, trashy show that Charlie and I absolutely positively love. And it's got the wedding of Sophie and Olga, that's tonight at, uh, I believe, 8 o'clock on CBS, maybe 9 o'clock, I don't remember. And then at 9 o'clock tonight on ABC is, of course, the season premiere of The Bachelorette. For those of you who don't know, uh, this season they are starting the episode, uh, they're starting the season with two Bachelorettes from last season. Uh, But by the end of tonight, only one of those women will stick around to be The Bachelorette. The men will vote on which one of them they want to stay. And, you know, the whole thing is wildly demeaning, but come on, this is The Bachelorette. Do we expect anything different from the show? No. And if you happen to be a fan of The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, that type of stuff, two little things to know. One, I will be be tweeting tonight's uh, Bachelorette episode over on my uh, Primetime account, which is DispatchesFTC. That's D I S P A T C H. E-S-F-T-C Ooh, can my spelling bee? on Twitter. And the other thing to know is that Lifetime has a series coming up later this summer, uh, which I'll talk to you a little bit more about later uh, in the, you know, as we get closer to it. But they have this series coming up later this summer called Unreal. And uh, Josh Kelly from One Life to Live, uh, who played Cutter on One Life to Live, is going to be one of the people on it. And it basically takes place behind the scenes at The Bachelor. Of course, it's not called The Bachelor. It's a, you know, that would be, that would be uh, some sort of legal situation, I'm sure. But it is basically behind the scenes uh, at a show like The Bachelor. It's a fictionalized version, and it looks like a whole lot of fun. Oh, and finally, for those of you who don't know, um, I apologize if around probably 11 o'clock this morning, you felt the earth shaking. That was in fact me reacting to the news that Disney Cruise Line announced that in the month of October, they will be sailing, not this October, next October, October 2016. They will be sailing out of uh, New York City. So that was me jumping up and down very excitedly uh, at the when when this news broke because I've been wanting to do a Disney cruise, but I really like to home port, which means sailing out of either New Jersey or New York. And Disney hasn't sailed out of here for a long time. There's only like four or five uh, sailings, so hopefully I'll get on in one of them. But uh, yeah, I was very excited about that. So let's start taking calls. The number here again is 347-989-0685. Our first caller uh, is 215-215. You're on the air.
2: Hey, Richard. It's Amy. Hey, Amy. How are I to, you? I wanted to, um, since I don't watch GH and I probably won't be speaking to you for quite a while, I just wanted to kind of finish our conversation because we got a, um, I called really late last time. Right. You were, you were one of my, you were, you were bringing up the rear last week. Yeah. Um, and first of all, with Sean Blakemore, isn't he on Supergirl? I thought I saw the trailer I for the new Supergirl know, show, and I thought, and I think he's in it, because I remember watching the trailer and going, is that Sean Blakemore? Because this, this guy appeared, and I thought it was him, and so when the news broke today, I was, wasn't surprised, because I said, maybe he is the guy in, in the Supergirl trailer.
1: Oh, well, that would show be that that would certainly saw. be great for him. I have to admit, I it's funny, I love this time of year, I love all the trailers, in fact, last week, uh, last Friday, Friday, on Dan's show, Crawl Call, We t- one of the things we talked about, it was all TV, and one of the things we talked about was some of the fall shows and what we're most excited about, and I have to admit, I haven't even seen the CBS trailers yet, I haven't, so I haven't seen the trailer
2: for Supergirl. How did it look? Uh, it looks good. I love Calista Flockhart, so, and she's in that. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she plays some bitchy woman, uh, apparently, I guess, the girl who plays Supergirl, her boss. Uh, it looks good, but there was a guy in it, and I tried to stop it, but it's very hard because it goes by very quick, and he's not in the trailer like a whole lot. But um, I could have sworn, and I, I actually turned to my friend, and I said, is that Sean, is that, is that Sean um, Blakemore from General Hospital? And she said, I don't know. I said, it looks like him. But I anyway, I thought maybe you might know. <laughs> um because uh, that's you know these you're you're catching are going. me by surprise I have I have to admit I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um the reason why I wanted to call is cuz I wanted to just um touch on a few things GH wise. We were talking about how um I wasn't really happy with the show cuz it was very plot driven. Mhm.
1: Um
2: and um I was just I was I hadn't I haven't watched so you can correct me if I'm wrong. But um but I know that um Patrick and Sabrina's baby died about a year ago To a year ago around this time last year. I didn't know if um they did anything like any scene between them, or you know has Sabrina even shared any scenes with Emma after they built that connection? Have they even had her in her orbit at all or does but that just have not fit their uh, i mean
1: nothing nothing at all major, but um they've crossed I don't you know like, and, they, and don't, they have
2: played some they have played some
1: some stuff randomly here and there over the last year with. You know, Patrick and Sabrina sort of talking about um, nothing major. It's not like they played it as a major emotional beat, but they have played little things here and there. Did they
2: do anything for the baby dying? You mean last wow, their, year? Their son, no, 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 this year. they do anything because it was a year ago? Not that I'm aware of. No. I don't, um, I don't recall the other thing, anything. The other thing is I was curious about is with Nicholas, um, he knows that Jason, right, that Jason's alive. And um, um, when he found out, did he even question why Robin hasn't come back and told them, if she's the one who saved him? No, and of Does course, he course even, not Did he even really... question why she hasn't really even bothered to, like, you know, because if, if, she, if she knew, it, it seems like it would be in Robin's character and Nicholas would know that to tell everybody.
1: Well, that's the interesting thing is they're in a very awkward place with, with Robin because we don't even know where Robin is because Helena had Robin and Helena is now basically quarantined on Cassadine on Island. And and this, you know, I predicted this when they when they first brought Kimberly McCullough back um for her last visit, I said this is gonna end in sort of storyline disaster limbo purgatory because there's nothing they can resolve here. So, you know, even when uh, they, they they did mention Robin briefly earlier, uh, or I guess it was last week, in conjunction with. Duke's death, but it was really just, uh, you know, the most in passing thing on earth. And it was, it was sort of one of those situations where um, Ron Carlevati didn't really do himself any favors on Twitter. Cause he tried to, I knew what he was trying to do. He was sort of trying to like sort of pass it off jokingly, like, you know, well, we don't know where she is kind of thing. But of course fans took to that and, and latched on it and did not respond kindly to it, but it is, it's, it's, they either have to recast the character
3: or, well, that's you know, what I understand. Some, Why don't they?
4: Well, because I don't they want understand. to have it both
1: ways. They want to have the specter of they want to have the specter of Robin out there, should they want her, back, but they don't necessarily. But they don't really need her on the canvas right now. And you know, you don't. It's you really think long and hard before you recast so popular a character. Uh,
2: yeah, but know, I mean, and y- you know R did it with Michelle Stafford with Gina Tangoli, sure. and that's worked out great. And again,
1: well, again, you can do it, but you know. It comes down to: Do you need to do it? Do you need the character? And is it worth the backlash? And I think right now they don't feel like it is for whatever reason. You know, they just they just don't feel they need the character right now. And See, I so think, she. But I don't
2: think Robin's really a type to, first of all, just submit to being kidnapped again. And also, I don't think she's the type of person to leave her kid. I mean, she's HIV positive. Every day she has is a gift. Robin knows this. I mean, we watched her for years. Know that, like you know, time time is you know something that's a gift to her. It's not something that's guaranteed for anybody, really. But I right. mean, especially well, again, for her. I, I,
1: right, I get that. But what you have to understand is the show is making a decision that Robin is going to be off the canvas, and in order for that to right. work, just, the only way they can um, the only way they can really do that is to have the character, you know, basically being held hostage and have have her basically have pissed off the people behind her so that they don't – I mean, yes, it does not make sense. It, it, it In no way, shape, or form is it logical, and it's one of those things where um, the writers basically just kind of want to say, well, you know, what are we supposed to do? This is all we can do. And, of course, it's not all they can do, and, of course, they could figure out something better around it, but it's not going to happen anytime soon, I don't imagine. There's no – because they just don't – they don't see the reason for it.
2: Well, I also, we were talking about Liz, and I also, I don't really understand the the argument for, like, Liz with this Jason thing. And the reason being is it's not like Liz never had shots with Jason. She did. I mean, she chose to walk away from him back in the day. You know, it was her choice. And in life, you don't know if you're going to get more than one shot with somebody. Like, you know, she she chose those decisions for herself. And long before she had kids, long before she had Cameron or Jake, it was her just her to be with Jason, and she chose not to. So I don't really get her whole like, you know, this is our chance. Like, no, you've had chances. You know, you you chose those. So I don't really think that the argument that, you know, she's getting her final, her chance with Jason finally, I don't really get that. It doesn't ring true to me because she's had them.
1: Well, I think you're um, misunderstanding. It's not, I think you're misunderstanding. It's not, you know, I mean, yeah, it's sort of, I had my chance with Jason, but it's also sort of, you know, I want a shot at happiness. Everyone around here has done crappy things. Everyone around here you know gets does these horrible things and they get away with it, and they get their happy ending and I have tried to do the right thing, and I've sort of not gotten it, so I am going to make the decision and Again, you have to understand this this is because you know g h is is has made the decision and and they are very 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 plot driven so not everything is necessarily going to make sense from a from so an emotional standpoint but yeah. but you know it does make sense i mean i actually bought it i actually thought for general hospital and for the type of storytelling they do i think it was better than a lot of the motivations for a lot of things that people on general hospital do it was you know it it they they you know a lot of times on general hospital you don't actually get motivations for things it's just sort of you know you go along with it um i thought i thought as you know i thought i thought it wasn't a bad a bad um uh, motivation i i got it i understood what they were going for there and remember, yeah. there's also
2: it's also about driving story, and that and that definitely drives story. Yeah, I just I find that I find that the show is so plot driven that it really does like I really find myself scratching my head, going, "Huh?" Like, I mean, it's it almost becomes like I don't understand Ron Cavalotti's mind because I don't understand the show. Because and maybe maybe because I've been watching it, I've been watching it for so long, um, I feel like maybe, in my mind, I know these characters better than obviously he does, because I don't know. It just seems like, to me, like I can say, like like I say about Robin, I don't think she would, you know, and they're choosing, obviously, but I don't really, see, I don't consider them not having an out, because I consider recasting an out of the situation. I consider, right, I mean, I they, love someone.
1: You, you have to understand, you're sitting back as a viewer and saying, well, obviously there's an out they can recast, but they're making decisions based on what's best in their mind, whether it's right or wrong. I mean, they're making decisions for the long-term future of the show, and they're saying, right now, we don't need the character. It's not worth pissing off all the fans we would piss off, um, or whatever. I don't know what their reason for not doing it is, but I'm just saying, you know, it's easy. It's The easiest thing in the world is for any of us to sit back look at the decisions they make and and make our own judgments on them but we don't know everything that goes into their decisions you know and what they decide to do so it's it's super easy for us to be critical but we don't know you know we don't know exactly well, I hate why when they're doing it
2: people say is that i hate when people say that well a general hospital fans should just be happy because they have a show that's just so like it's like saying we shouldn't expect better For our show and honestly to tell you the truth I thought nothing was worse than Guza Nothing because I I Was sick of the mob I was sick of the Jason Hero worship I was sick of All of it like you know of Sonny And Jason and the Carly show you know the Holy Trinity I was sick of it all And but I watched it all because quite frankly It was um, It was it was uh, I would say Well written in a way even though I wasn't happy with the way he centered the show But this chaotic And having such a big canvas is actually more of a turnoff to me than just focusing on those three characters and telling story for them. Um, so for me, I, I guess it's careful what you wish for because I would totally take Goose's GH now over this. Um, and I would no not, God, not fans, me. no way, no fans, way, no day. Or any of not it. me,
1: no way, really? no day. Nope, nope. <laughs> Why? Not, not, you... not because I didn't think it Because it was one. It was dark. It was, dark. It was one storyline. It was. It was. Yeah, just... it was I agree just... with all that. Yeah, well, but it was well written. I mean, that's that's the thing. That's why there are different soaps. is different people look for different things. I mean, you know, I'm, I love I love The Bold and the Beautiful. I love the story they're telling right now with, with Maya and Rick. But for a lot of people, it's a big old turnoff. And they would say the same thing that I said about General Hospital. It's one story, and, you know, why isn't there a B story, and why aren't there things to cut away? But for me, it's one story and told really well, whereas I felt – Carly and Jason and the stuff that they did during the Goosey years, it was one story told over and over and over and over again. And I just had no patience for it. It wasn't. But again, you know, everybody looks for something different. And that is why I say being the head writer of a soap is the hardest job in the world because your job is to make everybody in the audience happy. Everybody in the audience wants something different. So there's absolutely no way you can ever actually do your job properly.
2: Well, and the other thing I wanted to ask you about, because I don't want to hold up too much of your time, but did Anna kill Carlos? Yes. I heard on Twitter that she did. Yes. So now Anna's a murderer, and Nicholas ordered a hit on Hayden today. Is that right? Yes. And I saw it on Twitter. So I don't understand. You know, like now- I, have to say,
1: I have to say in the defense of the show right now, um, it's really hard to have conversations um, about, you know, plots and things that happen With people who aren't actually watching the show And who are taking their feedback from Twitter Because like, what Anna did was wildly It was wildly living character It was in the moment It was a heat of passion thing It it, it was beautifully played I mean, Carlos made this whole speech about how Hey, you know what? I'm going to get away with this Yeah, I, you know, I killed Duke Big deal, I'm going to get away with it You guys, you know that, That's just how the criminal justice system worked around here And Hannah, Anna had this amazing moment Where she realized he was completely right He was I was going to get away with it, and she shot and killed him. Uh, it was a, it was, it was amazingly was written Nichol- and played. Was Nicholas's
2: motivation as clear?
1: Well, we only found that out at the end of today, so we don't really know for sure. We
2: only, it was only in the final moment. Okay. Well, I just, um, yeah, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's sad to me. I also wanted, to, um, I don't really, I don't watch D H but I do watch YNR, and and I wanted to ask you real quick: Do you think that Sharon's going to do something to? Sage's baby, or they're going to make her the bad guy in the story. <laughs>
4: you know, it's impossible.
1: Can... It's impossible. Well, it's impo- It's it's kind of a two part answer. A, it's impossible to say. Um, but more importantly, if I did know, I couldn't say. You know, um, I I kind of don't feel that way. Um, it,
3: it's but it's I really like because I like Sharon, and she's, she's yeah, I agree. The book I like lot.
2: Sharon. I agree. I like Sharon, and I feel like um, they I, use her as like a. I don't know. They just throw her on the bus a lot for things. Yes, they do. They, they really do.
1: And it's and it's sort of it's sort of problematic. I mean, when they had her showing up at the club when she was under house arrest, it made no sense. It made her look completely insane. It there was no reason for it. Like it wasn't like it was a big was It wasn't like she was going to a, her son's wedding or something. She was going to the opening of a club. It just it just it just made no sense and yeah, I agree. I'm not I'm not a fan of that kind of stuff and and it's interesting. My my office wife does not is a new viewer to YNR. She doesn't really know the history, she doesn't know the characters, and she absolutely loves it. Um and I as a longer-term viewer am not really happy with a lot of stuff going on just because it's not within character. It doesn't feel, you know, it doesn't feel right for the characters. And that's how I feel uh, about it. <laughs> Well, yeah, but, you're talk- but the things you're offering up are things that you're making. You're making, you know, judgments on a show that you're not watching, and that's really hard to, pro- you know, like, 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 like to to take Anna to task for for shooting him when you didn't see the the show show didn't see how it played out. That's kind of unfair, you know. Like, I'm talking about a show that I watch every day and have watched for. You well, know, I did 40 see Anna. I whatever.
2: did see. I did see Anna. Um the live show on Friday where she shot him, if that's what you're talking about, where she shot him, I didn't see today. I saw the live show on Friday on, on, um, I'm sorry, it didn't air here on the East Coast or it had a thing. So I saw part of it on YouTube or just Anna's part, I should say. I didn't see the show. Someone put up just Anna's clips. And um, so I saw her say, you know, the thing about this, I just don't see Anna as, even in the heat of the moment, I mean, Anna's a super spy. I mean, she's, um, a heroine really, I mean she was a DVX double agent but that was way back in the day She's um, and I just feel like Anna's faced bigger things like phase on and for um, this to be the time that she commits I mean she, I, I think about all the people who have done horrible things, Olivia Jerome you know she stalked Anna and Duke and they well, didn't kill her in the end
1: I, I understand what you're saying but again you have to take into, into account that it's really easy to sit back and judge sort of a decision to have a character do something and then compare it to like everything that's ever happened to that character under other writers, uh, sometimes with other actors over the history of a show over the years. But it's, it's a little bit different when you're sitting back and you're looking at it from the point of view of, okay, you know, we have this character, this has happened, this is going to happen. What happens next? And they have to keep the story moving forward. And, and, if if they had gone the opposite route, if they had had Carlos kill Duke and then Carlos got away with it scot-free and nothing happened to him, people would be complaining about that. So, again, you know, it's sort of like – it, it sort of creates this no-win situation where, you know, like, like, like during the Sonny and Carly years, you loved all that stuff. Um, I, did, I didn't love it all. So I just I,
2: thought it was better written.
1: Right, but what I'm saying is, you know, you kind of have to look at it and see that, that – um, Different people are going to look at it, and they're going to get different things out of it. You get in, you get out of it what you look for in it, and and you know I didn't like the Gucci years, you did. I prefer the Caravaggio years, you don't. But that's just you know that's all going to be matters of taste, and yeah, and it becomes exactly. and, and 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 it's like I get what you're saying about Anna, but I also get, I'm sorry, somebody just killed the love of my life and I think, and they just told me they're going to get away with it. Well, hell yeah. I'm going to blow that, that person away. Yeah. I, I had no problem with that. I, I, I had no problem with, I had a bigger problem with the stuff with, I have a bigger problem with the Nicholas thing because, you know, I don't know. I mean, on the one hand, I, I get it because, you know, Nicholas is a Cassadine and they've, they've sort of, um, softened him over time. Um, but but I kind of, in a weird way, get it. Although, if it's all part of his plan to take over ELQ, I don't really understand why he's so in- interested in ELQ. And, you know, there's there's a bunch of questions yeah. like that. So it's one of those things where I'm iffy on it. But, you know, sometimes, honestly, if you're going to watch a show like like General Hospital when it is in a phase where it's very, very plot heavy, you just have to make the decision, either I'm going to go along with it or I'm not, you know, because any show, I did. whether it's, you know, any, any show you can sort of nitpick at. Um, but when it comes to the overall storytell styling, if you don't like the overall storytell styling, you know, like I didn't like during the Goosey years, you either have to make the decision that you're going to go along with it or you have to kind of walk away from it. You know what I mean? Because
2: otherwise – Well, that's what I did. I walked away from it.
3: So. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but yeah. that's why I, I walked understand. away from it because I didn't want to be like – I didn't want to be like one of these people who was like bitching on Twitter and yelling and screaming and, you know, upset yeah. or, you know, calling you and complaining twenty four <laughs> seven. I didn't want to be one of those people. So I was like I was like, uh, I'm just gonna, you know, for my own sanity, uh, stop watching. But anyway, I um I don't want to be that. And, wanna, I, like, take and, up and much I understand
1: that a million percent. You know, like yeah. like I mean like I just Charlie and I just Charlie and I have been fans of RuPaul's Drag Race from the beginning. It's one of our favorite shows and we are so so frustrated with this season that for the first time ever, we just like stopped watching you know because we were just we weren't getting any pleasure out of it, and that's you know that to me is the thing if you're watching a show um and you're not getting pleasure out of it, um it's a little bit different with soaps because they go on and they go through regime changes, and you know you kind of hold on hope that if you don't like the period they're in right now, eventually they'll come around um and it's a little bit harder to walk back into a soap once you walk away um oh, yeah but my my general my, yeah my general philosophy is you know if you're not if if it's making you miserable life's too short you know there's
2: oh, well, I well I went to ask you um one pers- one like not personal question but have you seen Kinky Boots?
1: I haven't and it's funny because um I live like like um my I live like a block away from it <laughs> and every night oh, I do I crowds roar when they when they come out I'm going to see it the next theater. month I, I'm going to see it next you know, month on I'm Broadway. Really, I do want to see it, and and I get to that point with shows like that where I regret that I didn't see it in the first year, because I remember um, when hair, uh, not hair, hairspray, when hairspray opened, I saw it like two or three times the first the first year it was open. And then I didn't see it for a long time, and then someone came to town, and they wanted to see it, and we went. And it had been open for, like, three or four years at that point. And there's just a completely different energy in the cast between the first year it's open and, like, three or four years later, you know, where it's like, even when we are walking through it, it's still live theater, and they're still excited, but it just doesn't have that new car smell, you know what I mean? And I yeah. really regret that I didn't go to see it uh, when it's first. On. But I happen to know, um, I know one of the, the I, I sort of, peripherally know one of the people in it, and um, he was showing me some videos of of a a recent performance, and let me tell you, it's kick-ass. I I really need to get myself over there and see that. It looks amazing.
2: Yeah, I bought um, my tickets. I'm going to go see it on um, June 6th, I believe, so I'm excited. Well, I decided hit me up, and we can have a cocktail before the show, because I live right in that area,
1: so that makes it a a laugh.
2: Okay. Well, listen. Take care of yourself because I don't know when I'll talk to you again. So, um, but maybe I'll call in and we'll talk about Y&R. Awesome. When this stuff it. is over. All right. Awesome. Take care. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye.
1: All right. We're moving on down the list here. The next call we've got here is six one three six one three. You're on the air. What do you got for me?
0: Uh, hi. This is a David from a Canada.
1: Hey, David. How are you?
0: Yeah. Pretty good.
1: I'm glad. Um, to hear it. What do you got for me tonight?
0: There was there was this one thing I wanted to touch on. It was about the it was about the bold and beautiful and the transgender storyline. Okay. Um, I thought the I thought the whole story has been very well done with with the acting from Jacob and from Carla. Like so far everything has been like really slickly like told but after today i was kind of hoping for like a bigger payoff from it it kind of felt like kind of felt like a big uh, it kind of felt like a big uh, like a big, uh, like a big uh, letdown today
1: i get that and i saw people on twitter saying that um here's the thing for me If Rick had lost his, his, you know, if he had lost his mind and had a big reaction and maybe broken up with her or whatever, it would have been satisfying on the level of, you know, woo, that was a big payoff. But I don't think I would have been as happy with it. And here's why. To me, it was a shock that he didn't react that way. And that, you know, because we were expecting it. We've been sitting here waiting yeah. for Rick to find yeah, out that we like, this reaction. We're talking, and
0: he's like, what?
1: Right. right. And Rick, the fact that he happened? didn't have that reaction,
0: the no, fact that he, he didn't. didn't
1: have that reaction made it a thousand times more valuable to me. Because here's what the next part of this story is. You know, the next part of this story is, okay, Rick has said, you know what, you are the woman that I, you, know, you are the woman I fell in love with, and I understand this, and I wish you had told me sooner, and it kind of it kind of bothers me that you didn't, but we can get past this. And then they come out of that little love cocoon they're in up at, at the Big Bear cabin, and they come home, and all hell has broken loose. And now it becomes, does he stand by her? You know, one of the headlines that that was in one of Bill's, uh, magazines was you know something like is there room in the closet for two implying that that it's uh, a easy, disgusting headline and it, it basically implied that Rick is gay. When you are confronted with that, what do you do? And it reminds me weirdly, and I just this just occurred to me just this second, it reminds me of early in the days of Luke and Laura. Luke and Laura had gone on the run together. They had declared their love. They were like, you know, they were going to go back to Port Charles and, and declare themselves, you know, a happy couple. And She was going to leave Scotty. Mm-hmm.
0: And then is they got before, there. Was this before or after the rape? Uh,
1: this was long after the rape. This was after they did their summer on the run.
0: And oh, okay. they, got
1: back to, they got back to town, and the media immediately focused on them because they had become like these, you know, sort of heroes of them, and Laura froze. And Laura went running, you know, sort of like distanced herself from Luke and went to Scotty because, oh, excuse me, I've been drinking too much soda tonight. (laughs) And that's that's sort of where I feel like we're heading is, you know, imagine the hurt that Maya is going to feel if after all of this, after Rick accepts her, he gets home and they're like, you know what? The business can't survive this. I have to put the business first. And because of that, I'm pushing you aside. I mean, the pain that that could cause. So, so for me, him blowing up, yes, it would have been a fun thing to watch. It would have been exciting. But it wouldn't have had a lot of long-term potential. This has so much more long-term potential. And plus, I'm so kind of thrilled that the show didn't go where we expected. You know, there's there's so little about Soaps these days that – all right, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I actually wrote a letter to the publicist. Not a letter, but I sent an email to the publicist at the after today's show saying, you know, I just want to thank you guys for for the, the writers, the actors, everybody involved because you guys are doing such good soap and it just makes me feel awesome to watch. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, there's, yeah. there's, we spend so much of our time complaining about our soaps that I wanted to take a moment and just say to them, wow, you know, great job. I'm so happy with, with what you did here. And it's it's really it's, I look at Bold and the Beautiful and it just it gives me you know like like it just makes me feel good about soaps again. It makes me feel like you know that they really they're doing this they're doing their thing and they're doing exactly what they do so well. So I well, I can't wait to see what they Well, they care about they, they care
0: they care about their storytelling and they care yes. about the writing.
1: Yes, they care about it. They 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 they. But soaps, now, now, that's they, the problem. You could, our soaps and, and don't care not, about
0: it, but they do. Well,
1: that's, I agree. And, and there are things, it's not perfect, you know? I mean, I would kill for them to, to have a B story. I I, I, I yeah. get a little annoyed it's, it's when, been, uh, when you cut from one story, to, you know, from... From Rick and Maya to people talking about Rick and Maya, I get a little annoyed with that. And they could be a little more subtle, you know, like the anvils they were dropping with all that stuff with Rick saying the word tr- how, "truth" and integrity, and you know, every day, over and over and over. Oh, but it's, it's, I, get drink little, I get a little annoyed with that. <laughs> but in the end, they are doing solid, solid good soap opera, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll cut you a lot of slack for that. I will cut a lot of slack to a show when it's doing yeah. that.
0: Um, but the thing, but, but, but I'm just hoping Rick will go off on the people who kind of knew way before he did. So it would kind of be like, all these people knew before he did, and they never said anything to him.
1: I agree. There's a good payoff to play there with Rick just being like, What the you all knew and none of y'all decided to tell me? I mean I mean like at last count I think thirteen people <laughs> knew, you know, like like basically everyone in the cast except Quinn and Deacon and they probably would know but they're on their honeymoon, you know? Uh we yeah, know they do know, you know, why might have texted them? Oh, guess what? <laughs> you know? Um uh, yeah. but but that is, that's a really, that's a really interesting point, you know? I mean, how is he going to react when he finds out Ridge, of all people, knew before him, <laughs> yeah, Ridge, or like Ridge. Uh, That's That's going to, his mind is going to not deal well with that. So, yeah, no, there's so many different levels to play.
0: Yeah, there is. Um, it's just like with the whole, I think the business would survive knowing that Maya's transgender because in the modeling world, there are transgender models so who who really cares about them? It's more of a personal thing.
1: I completely agree. And I mean, I think Bill Spencer summed it up so well when he he basically said, you know, the fashion industry they're not going to care about this. It's the housewives in Des Moines who are going to care about this. It's the, the 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 people who read the scandal magazines. But the question becomes, you know,
0: it's a public perception.
1: How does it impact the business overall? Because, you know, we've seen it, you know, where just because it doesn't matter to the people in the business doesn't mean that the people in the business won't fall back and be like,
0: oh, yeah,
1: you know, listen, I have no problem with this, but I'm afraid my customers will have a problem with this.
0: You know, you see it
1: all the time. For sure. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see how this plays out.
0: All right, cool. All right, uh, have a good night. Talk to you again soon.
1: All right, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, we're moving on down the list here. Our next caller is uh, 347. 347, you're
4: on the air. Hi, this it's Tasha.
1: Tasha, how you doing?
4: so I just heard you with the last caller. I'm going to have to disagree. I am so disappointed you're and beautiful. It is so unrealistic that any guy would act like that. No, uh, you know what? I I do not believe that at all. I
1: believe, I maybe it's because I want to believe that love can conquer all. Um, and you know what? Maybe it is a little bit unrealistic. But first of all, we're talking soaps. I mean, you know, to me, yeah, but. I, I'm okay with a little bit of, of, of it being unrealistic if it's a good story and if it propels better story, you know, even better story coming down the pike. And I feel like this does. I feel like Rick losing his cool would have been a short-term payoff. Who cares, you know?
4: Yeah, but it's who he is. Rick is not. I mean, you can't. This is Rick is not that type of guy. Rick is. He he. Look at what he did with his wife.
1: Ah, he dumped. Ah, I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say that. But you know yeah. what the difference is. You know what the difference oh, is. Is rich. It's rich. Yes. It wasn't that Rick, it wasn't wasn't that that Caroline, you know, was getting close to somebody or that she kissed somebody. It was that it was Ridge. And he has a long, long history of issues with Ridge. Had it been almost anyone else, I don't
4: think he would have had that big a reaction. I don't know. I know a lot of guys, and I'm going to have to say, wow. Even though she's a woman now, they would have hit her like she's still a dude, the guys I know. Um
1: Maybe, but, they would. but again, remember, but remember, the people you know don't live in that world. They don't live in the fashion industry where this is not a, this is, you know, this is, it, it actually, when you take that into consideration, it makes even more sense. You know, it's not like, it's not like it would be that unusual. And, and I think, interestingly, I think if she had told him sooner, like I think if she had told him, you know, like a month after they started dating, I think he would have freaked out. I think the fact that, you know that like for example here's here's to me where i think it would have made a big difference if she had told him before they were intimate before they slept together before they had sex i think it would have freaked him out but the fact of the matter is you know they they have been intimate for a long time now like you know a year or whatever and and I think that makes it a little bit easier. You know, I'm, I'm guessing here. I don't I don't have any experience in this, but I'm, I'm yeah. guessing that it makes it a little easier to look at it and say, you know what? Yeah, th- the thing that really matters here, and the thing that does bother me, is kind of the lie. It's not that you, you know, that you once had a, a, a penis and, a, and an Adam's apple because you didn't have those since I've known you, and I've known you for all this time, and I've fallen in love with you. I don't know. I mean, I get why people would say. You know, because I, yeah. I did see other people saying the same thing, and I totally get it. It, it. it goes back to that thing of, you know, and you and I have this happen all the time, where we look at the exact same thing, and one of us thinks it's the most awesome thing since sliced bread, and the other is like, are you kidding? I just ate a bad apple, and I'm throwing up in my throat. <laughs> uh, it, it's sort of perceptions.
4: I, it just came off so PC. It, it just, I was like, oh, okay. I'm I'm like, you know what? Give me the craziness of YNR if I'm gonna live in like um Div- with a Jasmine and Disneyland, then give me the craziness of YNR and, R and goodbye I would B&. give
1: you that. I would completely give you that
4: if if the entire
1: canvas was being written that way, you know? And that was my fear when they started this story was that everyone was gonna walk around being PC and hip-toeing and all that. But but they've written two of their major characters, Ridge and Bill as as very un p c as saying very un p c things as you know and 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 to me, that really helps the story vastly in that you know if if everybody including Rick, if they were all like you know happy, happy joy, joy about this, then I agree, I'd be like, nope, nope, <laughs> this is't <not laughs> real, no way, no
4: way, no way, I know, um, but he, because you didn't kidding. do that, i feel better about it. I know he was talking about a love story, and you and Dad said um, y'all had a discussion about when you need to tell someone something. Mm-hmm. You need mm-hmm. to tell them straight up right that day. Hey guy, I used to be a dude, or hey lady, I used to be but a you woman. Say, you say well, you
1: say straight up right there. That when do you tell them the first day? Why bother? Yes. You know, you don't know that you're going to see that. Why? Why would I? T- let's say let's say I'm transgender, and let's say you and I go on a date. You know, we are living in fantasy right. land here, so let's say we go on a date. <laughs> yeah. Why right. would I tell you something like that on our first date? I mean, not I may never see date. you again. We may have the worst date in the world. Why would I tell you that?
4: Okay, you know, it's not like it's not, it's not your business when I barely know you. It's not the first date, but as soon as you see we're heading into a relationship, before we even sleep together, you need to be straight up with me because
1: – Well, here's here's the question that Dan and I were discussing, and I think this is this is – I'd like to hear your thought on this. Let's mm-hmm. say, okay, let's say it's not a soap opera. Let's say it's the real world. Let's say, you know, you are Maya and you meet this guy Rick and you get involved and blah, blah, blah. There, and there is no, there is absolutely no way that this is going to come out. You know, you, right. you don't have a sister who's going to come to town and blackmail you. You don't have, you know, you're not you're, you're not a soap opera character. So your past is basically your own. Mm-hmm. Why do I tell do feel, Why Why would you? If you if you feel like you were born a woman and your surgery was simply to correct you the way the same way you would get a nose job if you didn't like your nose, you know, why would you then, if there was no chance that this was going to come out unless you said something, why? It's not information that changes
4: anything. For me, personally, knowing there's certain things. One, I'm one of those people, I will tell you everything straight up, you know, I'm the same way, I I have no secrets. mm -hmm. Charlie and Gary hate living with me because I'm such an open book. I tell people everything. I'm not Catholic, but I have Catholic guilt. So (laughs) I want tell you everything. I want to be
1: Catholic. I want to be Catholic (laughs) just so I can go to confession.
4: (laughs) And And I know people are like, well, they can adopt. He wants children. You cannot give him that. You know, I, I will have
1: to, I will agree with you here. If I, I feel like if they had made a bigger deal about his wanting children, that would be mm-hmm. a deal breaker for me. Then I would agree. Yeah. It would be a real deal breaker for me, but I don't feel like they really made a big deal of that. You know, I feel like right. they sort of like glossed it over. Like, yeah, I'd like to have a family someday, but you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And I, again, I just so- and again yeah. is it any different if, uh, if you are Maya and you know the secret is never going to come out because you're the only one who knows it, blah, 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 in our fantasy land, what you know? What if I just tell you I can never have children? I don't have to tell you why. I mean, like, I don't have to tell you I had an abortion when I was 14 and my insides got ripped out, you know? Like, yeah. it should, you know, I don't know. I I get the whole <laughs> they need to tell, yeah. but I also see it the other way, too. Like, why? It doesn't impact Because that's anything. what
4: love is. That's what true Ooh, love is. Oh, you're playing
1: the love it's, card on me. It's That's what love that is.
4: <laughs> is. If you cannot be 100% honest with your mate, with the person you call your soulmate, then that person is not your soulmate. And you are playing God with their life. And they're, you're taking decisions out of their hand. But again, and that's again, what, there, see, you had me. I was right
1: there with you. I was right there you. with you. And then you said, you're playing God. You're taking decisions out of their hands. No, you're not because there's no, there's no decision. It doesn't impact anything. Knowing that, knowing that secret does not impact anything about your life moving forward from that point. Yeah, but he
4: might be like, okay, you know what? I can deal with it, right? You used to be, I may not want to be in a relationship with you anymore like we were, but we could be friends. You should give him that opportunity to say that. He can be like, yeah. you know what, you you know, I don't want to be in that type of relationship. It's nothing personal. I just yeah. want to be with a, a woman who was born a woman. I respect you. Blah blah blah. We can be friends. We could be cool like that. We could be best buds. But you can't. You can't come then be like. And this is something that has like, for me, why this is say this is something that's like destroyed marriages. So yeah. t- I, yeah. How is this thing like playing out? Like I'm like, and Rick is a jealous type of guy. He's a thing. He's not this calm. Oh, I got it. I was like, are you a drug <laughs> on the side? I mean, did you go? Mm-hmm. Did T- Taylor give you something? But my main thing yeah. with Maya was, you say you love this man. Trust in your love early enough to tell him the truth. Don't play him for a fool for that long. And let everyone else know, and that's why I was like, I can't take it. So I'm kind of yeah. I, I you know the thing is the thing is here's the thing.
1: Unlike usual, you know, usually I can put up a pretty good argument against you. Um I can't yeah. argue with anything you're saying. I mean, I can I can take the other side and you know spout the spout the spout the play devil's advocate and everything. But I also 1 million percent. This is one of the reasons that when Dan and I had the conversation a couple weeks ago on on uh, on on this show about that, I really There aren't many things in life that I struggle with. I'm pretty, you know, you know me. I'm pretty, I pretty much believe what I believe and I'll fight for it, you know, whatever. Uh, Anybody can have a different opinion, but I'm pretty hard to sway from mine. On this, on on the whole issue of, you know, what you quote-unquote owe somebody and when you, you know, quote-unquote owe to tell them, I am so torn. I really, I see it from so many different sides. It's like it's a kaleidoscope and... And the image is constantly shifting. It's a tough. It's a tough topic. And I love, no matter how you feel about it, whether you agree, disagree, whatever. I love. When is the last time that a soap made us have this kind of politically, you know, sort of socially conscious
4: conversation? I I can't remember the last time. Uh, for me, it's very clear. I mean, I don't care that she used to be more than man. I don't care if she thinks. I don't care if she has. Have- Or'm like an eight. If I'm in love with you, don't lie to me. You lie to me. See, do you and I get the out? do you
1: get that to her, do you get that to her? She would say, "I never lied to you." There's a difference to her to to, to her. She's saying, "I was born a woman. I simply mm-hmm. had things changed that didn't that didn't match. You know, like 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 if I had had a boob job or I had an you know it's like it's like if I was born an ugly woman and I had surgery mm-hmm. to look like a beautiful woman. Do I owe you that? You know, because that's my truth then.
4: Did you not hear about that guy in China who sort
1: of white? Well, you know, of course you're always gonna be able to find. Like I said, I you're always gonna be able to find that kind of thing, and of course I see that side. I'm really sort of playing devil's advocate more than anything yeah. because I I think it's such a, I, I honestly I think it's such a fascinating fascinating topic, and to get you know different people's opinions on it, I. I, I absolutely love it. Listen, I have to let you go because I only have about five minutes left and I want to try and get through. Okay. I have a bunch of people on hold, so I'm going to try and do lightning round. But um, right. I have a feeling we're going to talk about this more in the weeks to come.
4: Okay. All right, then. Take
5: care. Talk to you soon,
1: Tasha. All
4: right.
1: Bye. Most of you probably know that Tasha is one of my regulars. I, I absolutely I, – I love her because she she's a great example of um, someone who – Knows that you can disagree, even argue, but you don't get nasty about it. You just, you know, you both have different opinions, and you present your case, and that's it. I love that kind of stuff. Okay, we're going to go into lightning round now. So if you're on hold, I'm going to try my best to get to. I don't know if I'll get to everybody in the next five minutes, but do your best to hit me with your questions, and we're going to move as quick as we can, okay? 703, 703, you're on the air.
6: All right, here we go. Let me see if I can knock it out all at once for you, Rich. Um, all right, go I for disagree. it. I just greeted with two of your callers. Uh, let me start with uh, the one that just got off the phone. You're right. I think there's some people who actually, I don't even watch Older Than Beautiful, but I believe his reaction in accepting her because I actually know there are people who are very accepting and that's real life. And so it's kind of nice that they show that while it might not be the, the majority of reactions for some people, that it is a reaction and that people can be in love. I think that's, that's awesome. So kudos to them for writing that for it and I can't wait to see how it unfolds. Um, now back to your first caller, um, I disagree with a bunch of things that I'll knock them out in about sixty seconds. One, um, you really sort of can't have Robin on the canvas in at the moment anyways because well if she knows that, you know, who Jason is and what he looks like at the moment. And so it's kinda of nice not having her there to let the story build and let everybody sort of develop relationships without them knowing who he is and nobody to sort of throw a wrench in there. Um and maybe they weren't very educated about HIV, but even though Robin is HIV positive, we have learned as a community, and they, they put that out on the show, that people have learned to live with this and it's not the destinies that it was. And so that it's almost like living with something like diabetes. Like, it's that become that manageable. So I wouldn't see Robin using that as an excuse to, like, run back to her daughter. I, I, I mean, because if she watched the show, she would know that, Elena threatened to kill everybody, and she almost did, and Robin left for that reason, so I I buy that. Um, But I also have to say that I'm loving Dark Liz, and I'm loving Dark Nick, Um, and I can't wait to see how this works out with Hayden. Um, And I'm also very interested to see what Rick is going to be doing, trying to get uh, Nina's money, because I'm pretty sure that's the only reason he's with her.
1: Yeah that kind of came out of the blue didn't it i was a little surprised by that um you know it's one of those things some people um some people have issues with when things Play off on screen, and I'm one of them. I, I'm not a big fan of having things play off on screen. I want to see how did you meet? How did you come up with this? But every now and then, it works. And I thought the Nina Franco stuff sort of worked. Like you know that they surprise, or the Nina Rick reveal, they surprise us with this. We don't know exactly what's going on. Um, it 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 really works there. I completely agree. All right, 502, you're on the air. What do you got for me?
3: Hey, Rich, it's Sue Allen. I got a hey, quick Sue question Ellen, and have? a quick comment. Okay. My quick question is: Has Bradford Anderson indeed left GH again? Yes,
1: he has. He and Ellie have left the show. That doesn't mean they might not be back, but for right now, yes, they're gone.
3: Er, okay, I was afraid of that. And my comment is: I love the reveal about Rick. It took me by surprise, but it works. The whole Rick, I, I the whole mean, Rick agree. Nina Franco thing is great.
1: I agree, and it's kind of fun to see. I wondered where Rick would go next after, you know, coming right off of the uh, the whole nurse's ball and, and the reveal of the nurse's ball and Carly throwing him under the bus, and I wondered how it would work. But you're right, it really, it really kind of did work coming out of nowhere. 218, you're on the air. What do you got for me?
3: I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciated your comments from the caller that said she doesn't like the show but she doesn't watch it. How can you enjoy a show? How can you even judge or make comments on a show you don't watch? And
1: I see it all the yeah, time on I, Twitter. I, I do too. I see it a lot. You know, people who have who like given up the show and they either only keep up with it on Twitter or you know by reading recaps and whatever. And it's and it's and it's hard to sort of get the actual. You know, even on a show as plot driven as General Hospital, if you're only reading the plot points, it's still it does become a little bit. Um, yeah, I I kind of agree with you. What, what's your name?
3: Oh, this is Sharon. I'm sorry, Richard. That's okay. No, no
1: big deal. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought um, so. I just wasn't one hundred percent sure. I, uh, I watched all hold the Sharon, I- hold on. Sharon, hold on one second. Guys, sure. for most of you I'm gonna lose you. Um if you're on the line, I'm gonna try and take the last call here that I've got. Um, or you can call in and listen to the rest of the show. It's three four seven nine eight nine zero six eight five. If you're listening live. Uh, I'm going to lose you, and I want to thank you for showing up. Oh, I forgot. I also have to announce. Um, I, have to, oh, I have to open this envelope and get the name of the winner of the... Oh, uh, for my sponsorship. Uh, Patty! <laughs> I'm actually really happy about that. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, uh, I walked in the AIDS Walk, uh, or I was supposed to walk in the AIDS Walk yesterday, and I had um, people sponsoring me. Um, I have developed bursitis. Uh, so, I was unable to walk uh and I told people you know if you feel like it's a, you know if you feel like it's unfair because I didn't walk and you want to um get your money back, please you know let me know. I will pay you out of my pocket because all of the donations were made um electronically and went directly to the aids walk um and and then I took everybody's names and put them in i had my, and I had my office wife draw a name out of an envelope and stuff it into the envelope, and I just now opened it to see who the winner was, and I was giving away a prize package and um Patty, uh, who really went above and beyond, she on the last day of the uh, of sponsorship. She looked to see how far away I was from my thousand dollar goal, and then made up the difference. And so, I can't lie, I'm so happy that she actually won. I want, I, I mean, I thank everybody who donated, and I'm really excited. But, but I have to admit, I'm a, if I if I could have picked a winner myself, I would have been like, oh, well, you know, Patty. She she was because I was so cool of her. So I'm really happy, Patty. Um, I'll get in touch with you on Twitter, and you can uh, and and I'll get your address, and I will send you the fun prize package. So uh, there. All right, we're now in the archive time, so
3: Sharon, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I've, I've watched GH for many, 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 many years, and there's characters I like, couples I like, characters I don't like, storylines I don't like, but I never fast forward. It infuriates me when people say, oh, I don't like them, I just fast forward through them. Because there are little bits and pieces of information, little bits and items that you aren't going to get except in those scenes. And you're going to miss All some right. of the information. I am not going to lie. Sharon, I
1: am not going to lie. I'm about to say something I don't say very often. You're a better <laughs> person than me. You are a better person than me because if, because honestly, I am you know I am what I call a forever fan. I will watch a show through thick through thin through good through bad. At least my soaps. Obviously, other shows, primetime shows, I'm not the same. I I give them up willy nilly, um, but my soaps I watch. You know, uh, but if there is a storyline or a period that I'm not enjoying as much, I admit I'll fast forward. Um, I I And I, I do see what you're saying, and I, I kind of agree with it. To me, as long as I'm continuing to watch, I get credit, dang it, you know. Uh, but there were certain things, like, I'm sorry, it got to the point, I think it was last year, with um, Days of Our Lives, I couldn't watch another Jennifer and Daniel get together, <gasps> Jennifer and Daniel make up, Jennifer and Daniel oh, make up. I, I could I understand. not do it, totally. and I fast-forwarded, <laughs> I fast-forwarded, Bless my heart, I had that finger every time they came on, I had my finger on the button and it was fast-forwarding. I well, you, to made
3: because... a point, you, you made a point about uh, Billy Flynn. Is that his name? hmm Yes. Okay. That you didn't particularly have an interest in the beginning, but then you gradually started to like him. Would you have felt that way if you'd have fast-forwarded his scenes? Oh, well, you know, I think it's a difference between, like...
1: There are I, I don't think there are any actors I don't think there's any actors or characters that I like fast forward everything, you know? Okay. um because one of the things that one of the things that really helps me sustain interest in a character or storyline that I'm not particularly interested in is and you see this a lot. Um you may not have any interest in the in the storyline, but there will be episodes where the script is so fantastic that you just stay tuned anyway. I mean, there were even yeah. times, at the worst of Jennifer, Jennifer and Daniel, at the worst with them, there were times when the script was so good, I couldn't fast forward, no matter how much I didn't want to spend time with them. Uh, and so I I don't think there's anybody that I've ever like just said, ugh, okay, I don't like this character. I'm just going to fast forward every time they're on screen. It's really more... Um, Well, for three of the shows, for General Hospital, The Young and the Restless, and uh, Bold and the Beautiful, I can't fast forward because I live tweet them. So... um uh, it's it's probably the only time I have fast-forwarded at all in the last couple of years since I started live tweeting is during days because I watch that on the weekend and I'm trying to get through it and so I might occasionally fast-forward. But I try not to do it too much. I try and keep my, on any show, I try and keep my fast-forwarding to to a minimum because I do agree with you. You know, you miss stuff, especially good lines. You know, even a, even a bad oh, yeah. story can have really good lines.
3: Now, I... I know a lot of people do make comments that well I don't like couples so I don't watch them and it kind of it makes me sad because I think in ways they're at times missing out on like you said a really good day a really good script or just a really deep soliloquy that may mean something later well
1: I sometimes wonder if when people say you know like I don't watch this couple I you know say it's Liaison or JSAM, if you're on one side or the other. Like, I hate the other side, so I fast-forward them. I sometimes wonder, like, if it's a good script or a big day, if maybe they're not quite as diligent about fast-forwarding
3: as, as they normally <laughs> well, do. Well, I hope know. not, because there's so much that can be missed. And, yeah, there's there's things about GH right now I'm very unhappy with. There's things about GH I, I like regardless. Um, I'm just torn Because as you were talking about Guza earlier, there was a lot about him I did not like. I didn't like the way he wrote things, the way he he did things. But there were also some things he did extremely well. And I appreciate that. But the one question I have for you is, do you have any thoughts on the return of the writer uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name, Jean Pessinant? that left oh, Jean G8 Pessinant. is now coming uh, back?
1: Um, You know, it's interesting because I, I, I don't know at this point. I mean, I know she's coming back. I don't know what capacity she's coming back in as far as, you know, How whether it's just, you know, is it a script writer? Is it a breakdown writer? Is it a sort of catch-all writer? Um, mm-hmm. I... I what I found was when she was co headwriting The Young and the Restless with Shelley Altman. Um, my problem with the show during their headwriting stint, I thought they did a great job. I thought they did I thought they both did a really nice job. Their big problem was, um they knew how to play moments, but they weren't necessarily great at playing, but they weren't necessarily great at long-term arcs. You know, they didn't really do a – for me, I didn't think they had a great grip on long-term storytelling techniques. So given that General Hospital is a show that can be very plot-heavy, I think having people on board who know how to play beats and know how to play emotions is really good because that is something that the show, I think, needs a little bit more of. I think, yes, I think that I agree. the show is sometimes in such a hurry – to you know, get to the next plot point or have the next bullet fired or or whatever. That sometimes emotional beats aren't played. So it'd be nice to see um, some more of that. And if she can bring that to the show, that's awesome. You know, I mean, I I'm a big believer that all the shows, at their best and at their worst there are still things that, you know, that, that keep me coming back. You know, I'm, there, there are things on the young and the wrestlers that I don't like right now. Um, You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Pratt's writing style to be honest, but, but there are also things that I am absolutely loving. Um I love the Adam, Chelsea, Billy story. I, or Adam, Chelsea, uh Billy Sage. I think that, I think there's so much there. Uh and, 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 and I think they're doing such a good job with, with Justin Hartley since he stepped in as Adam I love that um same with General Hospital there are things that I don't necessarily love you know one of the things is I do wish it was a little less plot heavy I do wish that that they played you know some more beats but but um yeah that would be that would be my wishes that if she can if, if, if is 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 that maybe she can come in and help play more uh of the emotional beats that we don't necessarily get as much of as as I'd like
3: well, and that was my question for you was about the writing. I'm not overly thrilled with some of it. yes, it is right now, so plot driven that it gets a little tiresome. I think they've they're getting a lot more into the the mob that i'm I was really enjoying not being so
1: driven. <laughs> i I have to agree with you <laughs> I'm there i i nice. Just I have never been a fan of mob stories. I just, I mean, in small doses, yeah, sure, but but I'm just not an overall fan of them. And I I never really have been on on any show, uh, even The Sopranos. You know, I watched The Sopranos for a year or two and got bored with it because it's just not my kind of storytelling. You know, and that's the thing is, you know, it is no matter what you're looking at, it is a it is a a, a matter of preference. And you are gonna love things that I hate. I'm going to love things oh, that sure. you hate. That's just, you know, when you're
3: telling 10 different stories on a canvas, that's going to happen. Well, and that that too is a little bit nerve-wracking to me. And I do know people that enjoy, uh, especially newer viewers to the show, they enjoy all the variety of storylines and all the variety of actors. But to me, being used to for years Guza and the way he did things, I enjoyed those longer intense talks between two people i enjoyed the in-depth conversation and the emotion between a couple that we don't get at all anymore it's 20 seconds here 20 seconds there and by the time you get that your head back to where it was the whole idea is gone and i kind I of agree
1: with you on invested. that I, I i have to agree um i i'm I don't particularly love the trend on soaps towards short scenes. It's funny because I also watch, and one of the primetime shows I watch, well, two of the primetime shows I watch, I watch both of Tyler Perry's uh, own shows. I watch um, uh, If Loving You Is Wrong and The Haves and Have Nots. And one of the things about them is um, they take it almost to the other extreme where they'll have scenes that are two people sitting talking, they'll go on for like seven minutes with no you yeah. know no cut to anything else and on the one hand I love that I love you know I like not moving quite so quickly away I like I like living in a world where we don't all have ADD and have to move every two seconds exactly. on the other <laughs> hand there is there is such a thing as doing that too much you know like there are some scenes on that show that I'm just like really we're still going with this huh? you know it's been six and a half minutes and we're still having that conversation about the broccoli on the dinner table well all I right, do, try apparently. It, you, finding, you have a bigger empire than I do <laughs>
3: yeah finding a happy medium is probably the talent, but I do know I've talked to a few of the actors on GH, and they have made comments themselves, because I've asked, do you consider a scene one of those little 30-second clips, or is a scene a long one? And a scene is one of those 30, 40-second little blips. And that sometimes, when you're doing a very emotional, deep scene, and you have to keep chopping it up and and stopping and starting and stopping, it's it's more difficult for them to get back to that place where
1: totally because you have to get back into that uh, into that emotional space. Yeah, and I always said, well,
3: I always said, one of answer. the actors. One of the actors made a comment to me that he did a five-minute scene, and it was he loved it, and then they told him, well, that's going to get chopped up into like four different seconds. <laughs> hey, at least you got to play like, it as a five-minute scene. I,
1: yeah. I'll tell you, if I was an actor, the thing I would insist on is if I'm in the middle of a, uh, yeah, listen to me, I'd insist on, I'm on my first role, and I'm going to insist on this. Um, if I'm doing, like, a huge, like, let's say some big reveal, you know, and it's, like, I'm, I'm an alcoholic who murdered my father, and I'm confessing to all this, and it's the Friday cliffhanger, and I say, oh, my God. I murdered him. I'd be like, okay, you know what? Now we have to sell Monday's episode now because I can't get back to this place again.
2: You know, yeah,
1: I'm not going home for the weekend and feed my wife and you know, whatever I need, to, I need to, I need to finish this scene right now. And they, of course they would look at you and be like, yeah, no, that's not how this works <laughs> because we pretty much build up <laughs> to an emotional beat every day, but it's precious that you think that you get to make that rule.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. It's got to be just so hard for them because some of the scenes I used to watch between couples um when they were three, four minutes long and they, they were so emotional that I'm sitting here just tears running down my face. I can't imagine what they're having to deal with to get those words out and the place they have to go to to be able to do that. But then to be expected to do that time after time after time after time, wow, they earn their yeah. paycheck. Yeah, I agree. I would, I, and and
1: and as a viewer, it's very hard sometimes too because you, you you know it's hard to stay in the rhythm of a scene when it when it's you know broken up into. I find that like I find that the Bold and the Beautiful does a pretty good job of weirdly it's the shortest show out there, but it also does a pretty good job of um wh- of playing a scene for what it's worth. You know, they're they're very good at, and it might also because they have fewer characters on the canvas, so. They don't, you know, they don't feel the need to tell. On the right. one hand, I complain because they only tell one story at a time. But on the other hand, that also allows you to play longer beats and bigger stories. Listen, I have to move on to my my final caller here. So you that, bet. Uh, I can wrap rev- I really appreciate your calling, and um, I'll talk to you soon.
3: You bet. Bye-bye.
1: Okay. Later. And our last call here is 404-404. You're wrapping it up. What do you got for me?
5: Hey, Richard. Long time no uh, hear from hey, you, I guess. Hey, How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, how how are you doing?
1: I'm very, very, very well. I'm starving. I can't wait to have dinner. I'm so excited.
5: <laughs> oh wow! Um, I wanted to I wanted to ask you. I, I've heard rumors that uh, the actress who plays Sean on General Hospital not actress the actor who plays Sean on General Hospital is actually leaving. Is that is that true? Yep.
1: Uh, at the end of today's episode, at the end of today's live episode, they um, they were also streaming um, some stuff. On a site called Periscope, and on Periscope, Frank Valentini confirms that yes um Sean, uh, Sean Blakemore, who plays the role of Sean, actually uh-huh. today was his last day um it's but but he will actually be seen on screen for the next few weeks because today was live, but they 've already taped
5: uh-huh. you
1: know another month 's worth of episodes, so even though so even though he will at some point stop airing on air um yes he he today was his 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 last day at the show
5: oh wow uh do you do you know um i' I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question you know where where you can answer it um do you know do you know a minimum of um when the uh when the possibility of jake knowing he's jason may uh occur no idea uh
1: no idea uh, and, and 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 that's the kind of thing that even if i did know i wouldn't be able to say just uh, because clearly it's a huge plot point and they don't want people you know talking about it in advance um i i do think that we are in you know what you might call the home stretch i don't think there's a huge uh, amount more to go but uh-huh. uh as far as exactly how long or, or when that'll happen, um that's you know, that's nobody but Carlovati knows.
5: Well, um speaking of that, Richard, uh I wanted to ask you about something related to that. Um about two months ago, uh me and my mom were watching General Hospital and actually before actually before it came on, they had you know how how they had the usual commercial, you know, previewing the week of uh, mm-hmm. General Hospital, mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Well, they had a commercial, and it showed Carly and Sam in the hospital room, and Nicholas walked up to them, and he said these words. He said, I just want you all to know that Jake Doe is Jason Morgan. And, and it said happening this week, and that never happened. And I was just wondering why they showed that video like that.
1: Um, I can't answer that because I never saw that. Um, I mean, uh, you know, I, yeah, I, having not seen it, I can't really say anything. Um, because I never saw that ad, but, um, I mean, I'm sure the scene that they were showing was probably him telling Liz that Jake is, Jason, but that would have that wouldn't have been a month ago. That would have only been you know a couple of weeks ago. Advertising for the nurses' ball, and even then, I don't think they gave it away in the ads. So, I I can't even imagine what that was. Maybe you were maybe yeah. were y'all drunk? Were y'all drunk? Were you and your mama drunk?
5: No, no, no. We saw it. It, it was it was actually Carly and Sam standing stand in the hospital room, and Nicholas walked in. And they said, "I just want y'all to know that uh, Jake Doe is Jason Morgan," and we yeah. were like, "Whoa," you know so uh, you know it's know. weird because
1: i'm sure i feel like i would have heard more about this if they <laughs> if they advertised that and didn't play it uh-huh. um, i feel like i feel like people would have brought it up to me over the last month but uh no i don't know i don't know what that was
5: huh yeah it, it was it was really uh far out there and weird um uh another actually i wanted to move on to um young and the Restless. Uh, do you Do you think that um, the imposter Jack is actually the killer that is uh terrorizing summer and all them
1: you have not been listening to the show because I already talked about that that uh earlier in the show yes i I think he's either the person or he is connected to the person uh-huh. yes i think he I definitely think that's true.
5: Well, I actually, actually, I didn't call in until seven thirty-five, so that's why I didn't that's hear. it. That's probably why
1: you must have missed. That's why you must have missed it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I spun my whole theory earlier in the show, and yes, I do believe that's true. I, I don't know exactly how it ties in, but that that seems very, very, very likely.
5: Okay, and um, on uh, bold and the beautiful, um, I know today, You know that that kind of uh, that kind of surprised me today when uh, Rick. You know, Rick uh, embraced, you know Maya after telling him that. But I know I know you already discussed that and you know went into that and everything. And you said that it, it was more of a surprise to the fans to you know be shocking that he did he did accept her instead of getting mad and angry. You know, like most fans, you know, accepted and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, expected. But um, uh, I wanted to ask you over on um, Days of Our Lives uh, is. I know that there's a lot of stars coming back over there, like uh tay Te- Pingless and um the guy that plays uh Bo. Yeah, there's a whole there's
1: a whole bunch of them yeah. coming back,
0: yeah. Is
5: is there any is there any chance of um uh I'm trying to think of his name. Jason Cook, who used to play he played uh Hey, yeah, he, he went with that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, mean, I haven't
1: heard anything. They uh-huh. they are supposed I think it would be difficult because they're aging Sean and Bell's daughter. Um uh-huh. and so it might be difficult because he looks so young to age uh-huh. uh, to age her and bring them back. I don't know. I mean, I would love. Personally, I think it would be amazing if they brought Sean Cook and Martha Madison back. I think Martha Madison um you know is is a natural fit. I think bringing her Bell back uh would be would be phenomenal. I'd love to see I'd love to see Marcus Bell back on the canvas and you know and 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 yes, yeah, so I'd love to see Sean and and Sean uh, and uh Bell back on the canvas. But so far we haven't heard anything to that effect. But I'm hoping with the news that um they're they're um aging her daughter, I'm hoping that maybe they will get to pay a visit.
5: Okay, my my last my last uh question for you is um is there uh can you uh follow me on uh Twitter cuz I got a uh Twitter now?
1: Yeah, sure. You just send
5: me just send me uh, something
1: to say and I'll and I'll do it.
5: Okay. And uh my last question for you, do you know when that new series is going to debut on uh online called um White Born or Wishborn that has um Winterthorn?
1: Winterthorn. Yeah.
5: Kathleen Gideon and uh, uh-huh. Yes,
1: Winterthorn will be coming out later this year. I believe they're aiming uh, – Michael Caruso would kill me for not knowing the actual answer. But I believe it's coming out in – I think they're aiming it uh, August or September, if I'm not mistaken. But if you go to winterthorn.com, it'll say there. Okay.
5: Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, what is um, – do you know Do you know by any chance, besides acting on uh, Winterthorn, what uh, John, John Paul is doing now, ex-Rex uh, on – one last live, I mean, is that is that always did in the no I acting don't or?
1: know. I, I don't really uh-huh. know. I don't think he's done I don't think he's been doing a lot that I'm aware of, although um uh-huh. I know we will be I, I believe we're interviewing him for a future issue of Soaps in Depth. So keep your eyes open because uh we should have something in there catching you up on what he's been up to.
5: Okay. Okay, well uh, thank you, thank you so much for taking my call, Richard. It was good to uh talk to you again.
1: Nice talking to you too, B man.
5: Okay. Take care.
1: Okay, I'll talk to you soon.
5: Okay. Bye-bye.
1: I want to thank everybody um, for calling in. I'm glad I was able to get through all the calls tonight. I stayed a little extra for it uh, because, you know, I feel like you guys hang on. And so when I can, I try and do it. Um, I want to, uh, I want to again, thank everybody who sponsored me or um, retweeted my sponsor link or posted my sponsor link uh, for the AIDS walk. It was you know, I was I was humbled and overwhelmed by um, the people who helped. I think it's such a great cause, and I'm always glad to help raise money for it. Overall, the AIDS Walk wound up raising over four million dollars. This is just AIDS Walk New York. That's not including the other AIDS Walks, I believe. Um, and and so it's you know it's a, it's a it's an amazing thing that people come together for, and I'm so happy that um, people you know supported. Not not so much me, but uh, the AIDS Walk itself. It's such a great cause. Uh, special thanks to Patty, who ma- got me to my goal and who ended up winning our... Uh, prize package. I'll get in touch with her, and the prize package includes all kinds of fun things. It uh, includes some brownie brittle, my favorite snack. It includes a copy of my book, a copy of Charlie's book, a copy of Zombie Farm, some uh, a bold and beautiful hat, all kinds of fun stuff. So, uh, And I'm going to try to do some more contests in the coming weeks, so stay tuned. Uh, until next time, uh, it's, I'm your host, Richard Sims, the executive editor of Soaps in Depth. You can find me at Soaps in Depth ABC on Twitter, Soaps in Depth CBS, how rude are you? Uh, In about a half hour or so tonight, I'm going to be going over to Dispatches FTC, which is where I tweet primetime stuff to talk about The Bachelorette. Uh, Anytime you've got questions, hit me up. You can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash T-R-A-L-F-I-E. I I can also link you to the uh, Facebook pages for the magazine, and the magazine itself can be found on the web at Soaps In Depth. Dot com. I want to thank you guys for coming. As always, it's really about you guys because without you, I'd just be talking to myself, uh, and I do enough of that. It's a little bit scary. So thanks, and I'll see you next Monday. And remember, until then, what do you have to do? Because it's soaps. Tune in tomorrow.